God. I hope you guys are on meth. Bam, we're live. No Caleb, no Souza, no Young. Oof. Let's give you the biggest one. Jared Howell from Crash Crucible. CrossFit Crash. Oh, my God. There he is. Fuck. Crash all around. God. Somebody's got to change. What? Take it off. We're just going to take our shirts off. (laughs) Hey, I'm really glad the CEO brand is sticking. (laughs) Josh Bridges. Rich Foley. The Tin Man. That's good. I thought I thought good. I thought Tyson was coming on tonight. We get Travis too. It, no, yeah, we have Travis Bajan huh. and Tyson Bajan, both of them. I wonder if Souza. Um, I'm really sorry. Uh, hey, I might, I might. Hey, I might can come on in an hour. <laughs> hey, I might can come on. Oh, fuck, sounds like drunk. Kelsey Keel kicking his ass. He's fucking drunk. Um. <laughs> uh, hello everyone. Welcome to the CrossFit Games Update Show. The biggest and best show. Speaking of biggest and best uh, shows, uh, we will be talking today about the exclusive interview that uh, Pedro Pedro got. Pedro White got with uh, Shane Orr and Nick Nick Johnson or Nick Johnston. I think there's a T in there. Johnston. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mike Halpin down in the uh, lower right hand corner uh, with the uh, slow zoom out. That was nice. The phone just does that. Oh, it's artsy. Oh, look, now it's zooming in. That's your phone doing that? It like, follows me around. Yeah. No Some shit. AI shit. Wow. What kind of, that's a droid? Oh. No, it's an iPhone. It's kind of like freaking me out. Oh, I wonder if that's why your resolution's a little off because it has to crop the edges to give that, that effect. Oh, I see what you mean. This is going to be a great show. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Beaver, everyone knows who he is, uh, and uh, and we're off to the races. Okay, um, where's my notes? What a week! September twenty second, CrossFit Games update show. Here we go. Um, let's start with a poll. Oh let's boy, okay. Um, uh, who did it better? Right at the top there, right below Pat Barber. I do want to talk about Pat Barber. We'll talk about Pat Barber second. Do you have an iPhone fifteen, Halpin? No. No, not the newest one. No, I have last no. year's. I think they shipped today, by the way. Or no, I'm jealous. Shock, shocker that me and everyone I know with a 13 or a 13 Max are having issues uploading to Instagram and all that. You know, <laughs> oh, shocker. You mean, you mean like there's a um uh, update at your old ass phone that's only uh all of a sudden seven months old doesn't work so good, or that there isn't an update and it's just them hey. making us buy a new phone. So many people got uh, jammed up on uh, Instagram in the last few days, getting like the inability to post, inability to uh, comment. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, uh, are, are you going to pull that up, or should I, Mister Mister Beaver? I will pull it up. Okay, thank you, Corey. What's up? Been a while. Damn, look at you. I can't do this thing where it's following me around. Oh, okay. Who did it better? Here we go. Forgot this was about me. Uh, Farm Fit. Uh, Travis Scott posts. Uh, watch, watch the squats here. Here we go. Sevon Matosian from the Sevon podcast. Daniel Brandon from uh, Brute, 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 from Brute, from Matt Torres' uh, bedroom. Really? I mean, that's what I would, that's how I describe it. 
Okay, so we'll have a poll here. We'll follow closely. Uh, don't vote with your heart. Vote with your eyes. I think it's the shorts. Um, I think if you're uh, wearing the you shorts, think? it'd be different. Someone sent me a uh, DM saying that uh, they don't like the way I'm holding the ball there with the full wrap around under the chin. They're saying I should hold it lower. I'm perfectly happy with the way I hold it. I like the stimulus I'm getting up there. Any thoughts, anyone? The way you're holding it is much more difficult, and it makes you use your upper back a lot more. Yeah, I felt like it was be- it was getting a little bit of a core yeah. workout. Yeah. Okay, so not, like one's, not, one's not better than the other. To me, it feels more difficult the higher you hold it. The lower you hold it, I think you probably get a little bit more glute work. The other day I did the goblet squats that JR programmed for his affiliate, and I was like as close as possible trying to hold on to it. I wasn't trying it's to like, like right under your chin. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't trying to like hold it out in front of me or like anything crazy like you were doing. And it felt easier for sure, but it would have been more difficult if I would have done it your way. Not cool to cover Caleb while he's talking. Uh, Sarah Cox, CA peptides. I'm on all sorts of peptides. I'm all, I'm all pepped up. Taking them on empty stomachs. I'm doing this shit right now. Stoked. Feeling better. Uh, okay. Uh, so we will check the poll periodically. Who's? Let's just check it real quick now. Who's winning? Who's 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 winning already? Let me just see. Let me see. Oh, oh shit! In my yeah, own yeah. house, you guys are voting against me, dickheads. Uh, Pat Barber um uh sent me uh shot me a text the other day, which I found very interesting, and we will circle back on this. I just want to get a quick um the manimal. Some some Pat Barber uh, is uh, on his YouTube station. Um, is uh, he he's fronting? He's fronting. He's fronting on uh, CrossFit, but I kind of like it. And I only had a chance to watch the first minute of this video, but basically he's channeling fucking Glassman. Uh, go ahead and play a little bit of this. Check this out. What he's doing. Check this. Out. Check this out. Pat Barber. OG. All right, day two in our epic little journey. Our CrossFit 2001. A CrossFit Odyssey. Um, jumping back into the archives, this is Sunday, the second. No, Sunday, the eleventh of February. Uh, yesterday we did Saturday, the tenth. Um, so the workout is dumbbell deadlifts. Ten. Pause. Two thousand one. Barber is going back to two thousand one, and when he talks about this write-up, he says, "Greg, Greg, Greg, Greg." He's like channeling Glassman. Has, have, have any of you ever gone back? I've never done that. Have any of you ever gone back to 2001 and, 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 and fooled around? Yes. I fooled around all the way. I fooled around all the way from the first workout to the la- the most recent one. JR's done all of them. Uh, Halpin, have you fooled around? Have you ever gone back and fooled around with any of your past? Oh, well, that's a different question. Uh, as far as the dot-com website, only only sporadically. Hey, what's crazy is does he have to go to the Wayback Machine to get that? Like, where is he getting that? Is that on .com? Can you dig into Can you get there through .com? Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to give this video a watch. Uh, Pat Barber's an OG. I want to say Pat Barber did as well as second place at the CrossFit Games. And I want to say he's even on Brian Friend's mm-hmm. all-time top 100 best CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. No one's going to refute that. All right. Uh, so Pat Barber, uh, this, uh, um, any issues with anyone going back Do workouts, get old JR, you like, ah, this is stale. It's old. Don't bite into it. You'll get sick. No, it's really interesting. And Taylor's alluded to it before on shut up and scribble. There was a time where 
like for a full week, every workout was like 20 minute AMRAP, 400 meter run or a 500 meter row and then max rep something. So like that, that classic Lynn, I think like, um, format. And it was for a whole week where I, I don't know for what reason, but it was like, it was, it was not, it didn't seem at all varied. And it, it, it was like the same format for a full week or two straight. It, I'll go back and find it. This is like going back to 2001 or 2002. You're saying really so, early on. Yeah. Really early on. Look at you. I, but I feel like you're doing is you're just showing off of how well you know it. Like you're pointing out even some inconsistencies and in some like obscure programming, but you like yep. the programming. You don't think there's anything wrong with it. You think it's as good back then as it was today. It's so, it's so much different. And I think you said early on that that was Greg writing all that, right? Like that was him even writing yeah. the instructions. Like he would say, um, don't be a pussy bike hard and fast for five minutes and then do this bike hard and fast for five minutes again and then do that. Like it wasn't just bike a distance. It was like more descriptive and it was like, um, go as slowly as possible on every single rep, like that, that kind of stuff, like really, really direct and really focused on not only getting the work done, but getting it done a specific way. And do you think that there's anything that, um, do you, how, what, in what regard do you think Dave and Adrian, who I'm going to presume are the two most influential people in terms of what happens at the CrossFit games, how much do you think they're influenced by these workouts and how much do you think they still respect these workouts? Mm. I think that they, they haven't forgotten anything like this. Like I'm sure they would remember workouts like this, but then also too, there you go. That's a really, that's, that's one that sticks out by card, by card at 15, but it'll say something like use as heavy a weight as you can. And then do this equation where you take the amount of time it took you, the reps that you did and the weight that you did. And this, like it was, there was so much math involved and heroic like, effort on that. the bike. It's a pretty cool. Is that what it said? Yeah, just up there. Yeah, wow. Okay, and that sounds like Greg, right? Do a heroic effort on the bike. Yeah. Wow. After warm-up, make your first effort a heroic effort on the bike. I guess what I'm saying to you is, is I mean, you, don't be surprised if something like this shows up at the games on the last day. This is some last day shit, right? The last three workouts. Not this particular workout, but I'm just saying. I think like there's a lot of room for them to like – pay a lot of homage to some of these really early workouts that are famous. Like Hiller did a video on the, um, like, are you fit? And it was all these workouts. Mm, and I think, yeah. um, one of them was like touch and go clean and jerks for like Gwen. It was like 15, 12, nine of touch and go clean and jerks. And one was 800 meter runs and L pull-ups. Um, like there were a lot, there were these, I think one is Tabata air squat into Tabata ring muscle up these really, really old school workouts, but he, wrote a whole, a whole article on him in the journal and said, like, if you take just these four workouts, you could probably claim that you're the fittest alive with just these workouts. And like, I think it was last year, one of his big prediction videos was like, I know the, I know all the workouts to this, like this is what they're going to do. Oh, right. But yeah. I think, I think they could go back and do some stuff like that just to show that it holds up like a touching, like a 15 rep touch and go 12 rep touch and go nine rep touch and go clean and jerk for a load would be so cool to watch in a competition if it was presented right. Hey, uh, Halpin, are you seeing anything? Are you hearing anything weird in JR's voice? Like, why isn't JR just being like, oh, yeah, they're just as good as they were uh, back then as they are today. <laughs> this shit's fucking amazing. Why, 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 why? I'm sensing something tentative. Tentative? 
Is he? Is he? It does seem like there's a well, and I've I haven't been around as long as Jr. was, and I definitely haven't poked around on the dot com as much as he has. But it does like it does seem like there's a 2023 or at least like 2018, 19 last five years where it's a lot more choose your own adventure when it comes to things. Like they would just say toes to bar. There wouldn't be listed like, hey, take the next five seconds to pull your toes all the way up to the bar as slow as possible. Like, like, and, and with that, like I've looked at like cat programming and dot com programming, and it seems like it's a lot more like pushing people to have to ask a coach, well, what do you want me to do here? What's best for me? Versus like it used to be Glassman saying, no, you're going to do it exactly like this. You're going to do a heroic effort on a bike for five minutes and then dumbbell bench press. Um, also, dot com has really only had two programmers. Yeah. The entire dot com. It had Greg Glassman and, and, and Lauren, and then it had uh, Leif Edmondson, who has since been fired. Th- that's it. I mean, there's been periodically maybe a month here, a week here, someone did something here. But really, and, and, and to, to be frank the longest person who's been programming uh dot com longer than anyone i would i would guess is leaf edmondson who is who is known as pukey who still to this day if you ask him hey did you do the programming he'll say no it was pukey i mean he says that to me i'm watching him upload the the program and i'm like hey dude you're doing the programming he's like no it's pukey um so either he has a mental disorder or he's really good at keeping a secret um do you have any uh, do you have any um um issues with that what do you guys think about what's going on over there shifting from dave to adrian you guys like it as opposed to just one person who's just like on it i think it's good having a stamp on it but what do you mean having a stamp on it? Like, like having these like it's, like it's saying it's dave's and saying right. it's adrian's versus just saying like it's dot com programming and there's some mystery man or woman in the background what what do you think JR? i think it's i think it's a little cooler if no one knows what who it is yeah. All right. Okay. But the think- Dave's come out and made a point that, um, you know, kind of one of his goals is for everything to feel a little bit more cohesive. Is that like yeah. the, the message that they're passing down from dot com, the things they're doing through cap, how they program the open. There's like, it's clear that like the, the community as a whole is being pushed in a specific direction and that the sport is still a part of the community. Uh, Audrey, I love the guest programmer. I would say though, that having the guest programmer that is not, in is not consistent with a wanting more cohesion i'd be interested to know because i've been i've been doing a few of them i know chase has been doing a few of them like tracking them every day of like what their uptick is i don't know how they can track that because it's not like it's all in sugar water somewhere but like what their uptick is watching seeing dave and adrian sort of promote it versus just hey it Maybe you're doing .com, or maybe you're doing Crash, or maybe you're doing Mayhem, or something else. Um, you you think you could just draw from CrossFit.com programming from the entire archive and and make a, a games champion? Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just yeah. using those workouts, I think so. That's the most committed Jr. given us uh, today. Uh, Fifteen minutes into the show, <laughs> you think one a day, Jr. Like just doing like like the no, other he's day. Saying, no, was, no. Oh, okay. The, no, I'm, I'm not saying the way I understood the question was that you could just take library, yeah, no. right? Yeah. You could take like let's just say 15 years of programming and just pick specific workouts and make a CrossFit Games and say le- that that person was legit the fittest on earth, right? and just for, just like just from the workouts and program. 
Like I could start training my kid from this, from everything that's been programmed from, and if he genetically has the gifts, I could just take the, the programs that have been done on .com, start them now, and in and, and, and one day he may get to the games is what I'm saying. Okay. I did misunderstand. How many workouts a day? Whatever. That, that's irrelevant. But what I'm saying yeah, is, I think so. is, is the recipe in there? Yeah, I think there's enough in there. I, I don't – it would be hard like, to like – Like we know, we know Rich Rowling sit, does sit-ups with a 100-pound dumbbell on his chest, and we know Rich, uh, Matt Fraser does this thing that he spins like this. And we know that uh, Tia sleeps with Shane. Those, those are things that, that aren't in the programming. Mm -hmm. Could someone make it to the games and, and be a games champ without those, those things I'm saying? That's a cool question. Do you need Chris Hinshaw to make it to the games? Hmm. Do you need Shane to, to, to sleep with you every Monday, Monday Wednesday, Friday at 7.15 p.m.? Sorry, I'm picking on Shane because I just watched the video with Coffee Pods and Wads. He's fresh. Him and Tia are fresh in my mind. Thank you. Is it like I mean, to be that good in the way the sport has progressed, not having a coach to give you specific things that you need to work on that target your weakness and just hoping that you can find it in that library, I think is a big risk. I I think you're asking it two ways, right? You're like saying the library itself is the right workouts to build somebody like that. It's the volume that I think JR and I are stumbling on to say like, okay, well, if you just did like the other day, it was just like strict press, push, press, push jerk with L sit pull-ups was what Adrian programmed. Like if that's all you did on Tuesday, then no, you wouldn't be building somebody very quickly. Yeah. And I think you, you, I mean, you can manufacture the volume just you can layer it all in based on different workouts. What I think a bigger issue would be is let's say I have an athlete that's just not very good at legless rope climbs when coupled with an interfering grip movement. My chances of going through the library and finding only workouts with double unders and legless rope climbs, deadlifts and legless rope climbs, farmer's carries and legless rope climbs, hang power cleans and legless rope climbs. There's only going to be so many of those. So if I'm only allowed to take them from the library and I know that they need to work the capacity of that movement specifically with those combinations, that's going to be difficult to do where I can just give them that on my own as a coach. We used to be able to search the movements through the entire archive of the workout. Oh, you can you still, can do, still that? do that. Yeah. God, that shit is cool. Okay. Uh, let's go over to Australia. Uh, James Newberry. Mm. How crazy is this? Pretty good at Toast Bar. Yeah, what is um, we we were seeing guys fatigue. Now, uh, granted, it was a it was a couplet or a triplet, but we were seeing guys fatigue with twenty right unbroken toes to, toes to bar in the in the third set. The majority of the athletes, and here we have ninety. Uh, let's, uh, Mr. Newberry, please jump on the bar, please. What what do, what do we? Uh, how how good is this? Ninety. Oh, I would I would love to know how many. 2023 games athletes can beat that. And, and, and what would what would your guess be? I don't think any more than five. That's a that's a that's a really niche or niche um, ability. What he's 
demonstrating. And I, I know I mean, a lot of people that are really, really good at Toasted Bar. I know Wadapalooza, someone in the mm -hmm. comments will know, yeah. in the last three or four years programmed a qualifier that was max Toasted Bar, like into a 2K row, into muscle-ups or something like that, or mm -hmm. a max snatch. Um, and the first thing you did was a max unbroken set of Toasted Bar. And that would be cool to find that leaderboard and look back and even see if anyone was anywhere close. Now, what year, what year the, was that, Wadapalooza? Uh, it, it's been within the last five years, I believe, but um, okay. I don't know. What Time flies. Remember what event? It was the first event? It was in the qualifier. qualifier. I, I, it was a multi-scored oh, okay. uh, okay. event, but in your head, you're still thinking about that 2K row looming. So going to like absolute failure is maybe not something that everyone did. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean it would still be cool to look at. And hey, that was, you know. Uh, what what gave out there his grip? Was that his grip? Probably so. And and when you see that he can do ninety, what else does that tell you that he's good at? Anything? Like you're like oh like like if you see a guy, um, uh, I, I don't know, overhead squat four hundred pounds, you also know that he's good at some other shit, right? You know he's got a good squat and he's got a good jerk, probably, right? I mean, I, I if there's one movement to me that like shows how big of a weapon someone is it's a heavy overhead squat for sure but then oh, yeah, oh yeah for sure and then and then how about this does this tell you anything about him what else he'd be good at yeah i mean i would just generally think he's good at all hanging gymnastics movements that his upper body pulling and hanging is probably pretty good gotcha pull-ups muscle-ups uh bar muscle-ups so, yeah okay the, the rope climb variations yeah the whole shebang. Look, you got a no rep in there. Jeez Louise. Wow. Hey, what? And, and another reason that it makes me think that this is that he's really, really, really good at this relative to the pack is because when usually when athletes do something like this, another athlete will copy it. We're not seeing copycats of this one, right? What, what's really interesting to me is that his movement quality doesn't deteriorate that much. Like, He's not really fighting until the very end. Like he doesn't look like he's about to fail. He just gets to like 85, 86, and then you realize that he's about to stop. So it speaks a lot to his midline too and how developed it is. Uh, September 13th, a couple of things I guarantee have made a big difference, especially since I'm now only doing CrossFit training around three or four times per week for an hour. I wonder what the implications of that are. You think he's going for another games run? I think he's competing this weekend with Dunn and Bailey Martin in some like three person competition. So he's still competing. It's some stuff. Maybe, maybe he's going team. Uh, Bernie Gannon weighs in with a astute observation. Uh, James Newberry, just another guy who can't do the full 100. <laughs> uh, never James, enough. It's never enough. Uh, looking strong, buddy. Uh, Allie Weiss. Allie Weiss. Uh, Allie was on the, let me get the sisters confused. Allie was on the, uh, Invictus team, right? Brittany. No. Brittany. Oh, it was Brittany. Okay. So this is her sister. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, scroll. So did she move to, oh, that's why I pulled this up. Let me see where this is. Pull out a little bit. Is she, um, pull out a little bit, uh, Caleb, a little that's more. A, that's a Rhino CrossFit for sure. That's key for right there. Well, okay, that's all because of the tag, of course. Okay. Um, can you go to her Instagram? Do we have any confirmation? Has she moved to Underdogs Athletics? She's definitely out there. 
I'm I'm getting a Michaelishian vibe I, from from that angle. By the when, way, when when was this? Is that trying to say it was that's, the Wadapalooza qualifier? Yeah, that's the Wadapalooza qualifier workout. So that was within the last week. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see the post after that. Let me see if we have. She made any announcements that she's moving to underdogs? No, that's, that's the most recent one. Okay. What? How about the one before? Where's that at? That cool braid. Looks like Invictus, maybe. That does look like Invictus. I saw some. Yeah. I saw some green on the wall back there. All right. And um, is she? This is gonna be a weird question, but is she dating Kiefer? Would there be any reason she'd be out there? No. 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 Kiefer's dating Kyra Milligan. Okay. Right. Okay, let me see some of those other pictures, uh, Caleb, in, in that in that slide. No, uh, when, where she's at, underdogs. Let's see some of these other ones. So I guess there could be she was in Vegas on some sort of vacation and she's doing the qualifier because she happened to be there. Maybe. Or what are they saying in the in the in the biz? Soft launch. Soft launch for sure. Soft launch. Okay. Uh, any of you guys know if she's going to underdogs? I haven't heard. I've just heard she's exploring options, but I would imagine she would want to leave Invictus. Um, Barry McCockner, where's TRT John Young? Uh, he's down at Cal, Cal CA Peptides headquarters right now. No, uh, he wrote us a cryptic text. This he's was the brute. He, he, he's at the brute camp. How? Why? Why the late notice? I should have replaced him with Watkins. <laughs> Watkins would have. Watkins never lets me down. It's a good dude. Is he in the comments? God, if he is. No, he's not. He's busy. He's busy. Okay. Uh, Laura Horvat. Uh, the H is silent. Is that how you guys say it? Laura Horvat. Mm -hmm. Laura Horvat. Yeah, I guess. I know. Uh, Laura, Laura Horvat. Uh, Pedro. Uh, Pedro is sleeping, but thank you, Rambler. We will get to Pedro. Pedro will be in the news this week instead of reporting it. Uh, what, 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 what? Oh, let's jump on a call, please. Did she reply there? Let me open up those replies. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, how did you get this number? Oh. <laughs> uh, you dickheads. Okay. Uh, let's watch uh, Miss uh, Hor Laura Horvat, uh, CrossFit Games uh, 2023 fittest woman on planet Earth. Here we go. First, uh, let me ask for a clarification here. Brian would always talk about how there's a specific handstand push-up she can't do. And as I recall, is that the deficit handstand push-up? Deficit strict parallel, primarily, from what we've seen in the past. Oh, so just that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so this isn't, we're not surprised to see her doing this here. Not at all. Mm. I'm it's, not. It's an interesting way because whatever her caption is, it sort of pokes it like people saying she can't do something, but like they've got a little bit of eat a dick in it. That's a nine. <laughs> a little that's, bit. A, that's a nine inch deficit. So it's a substantial deficit. If uh, yeah. these were like kipping parallel handstand push ups, the deficit would be about that. It would probably be. If the guys were doing full deficit, which is like 14 inches, the females would probably be doing nine or 10. Uh, when people can't do something themselves, mm. they want to tell you, you can't do it either. Caduz. Caduz. What's caduz mean again? Caduce. Whatever It means whatever you want it to mean. Caduce. 
Is it is it really that caduce? K a d u z s caduce. That's what she uses in a bunch of her rad stuff. Uh, caduce. A uh, Laura Horvat t-shirt caduce. Uh, caduce hashtag caduce. Uh, fuck it. Who the fuck knows what I mean? Is it a completely made up word? Caduce definition. I think it's an onomatopoeia. Oh, why oh. do you know what that is? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it it's forward and backward or something. No, it's uh, it's a word that is a sound like pop. Oh. It's oh. like Kung Fu Panda, skadoosh. Skadoosh. Uh, meaning of kadoosh. Oh, here we go. Um, I just like the word onomatopoeia. Uh, th- thank you, Alpin. That that's appropriate coming from you. Kadoosh meaning is to catch or take something from, and the definition of kadoosh is a word that expresses action or state of being. Kadoosh vary by type, and each type is determined by the kinds of words that accompany it, and the relationship those words have with the verb itself. What the fuck so it doesn't mean anything yeah caduce meaning is to catch or take something from and the definition of caduce is a word that expresses action or state some deep shit uh mason mitchell okay okay uh caduce it means to bend over wow uh matt c uh i hate to ask I'm not trying to say anything about her size. Oh, you fucked it up already, dude. Why can't you just be like she looks leaner? But it looks like she's leaner. Tell you what, she looks like a fucking superstar athlete. Uh, a leaner? Yeah, I think she looks leaner too. I would, I would fucking definitely agree on that. Yeah, I think her and Ben put out a post. I don't know if it was on Ben's page, but she looked good there too. Mr. Bajan. Savon, what's, what's up? up, dude? Good to see you. Good to see you too. How are you? Thanks for joining the posse. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm going to play an audio clip for you. And one of the four guys around us, I want you to pick out which guy which guys, uh, this is, okay? Okay, okay. ready? Rep for rep, Josh Bridges, Rich Foley, the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, huh? One That's more good. time. One more one more time. Rep for rep. Josh Bridges. Rich Foley. The Tin Man. Uh, I'm going with man, hold on. Give me what what are the names? What are the names? Uh the, right. the, the guy, um the guy with this says has CrossFit crash with the like with the lips looks like he's got yeah, lips. That's who on. I was gonna guess. That's who I was Oh really? Guess. Yeah, yeah, it is him. That is him. That's oh, J.R. Howell. You got the, it. The diesel face, <laughs> diesel voice. I love you got it. it. Yeah, you see it. I chisel the face. You're like, he oh. could do my dad. That Yeah. He does a great impression of your dad, dude. Great. I know. Impression. At first, I was like, is that? I was wondering if that was my dad. I was like, no, that's not my dad. Yeah, pretty good, right? That is good. Yeah, pretty amazing. Hey, uh, congratulations. Um, uh, you, so... You are. Let's start very simple here. Easy questions. Are you a NFL football player? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am on the Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Duh Bears. Yeah, Duh yeah. Bears. Duh That's Bears. Crazy. And uh, what position do you play? Uh, quarterback. Quarterback. And I don't know a lot about football, but like some of my friends a few a month or two ago were telling me. You're not really on the team. You're just on the practice team. Is that accurate? That is not accurate. 
Yeah. Woo. And uh, so, so you're like on the team, like a team has 53 players and there's 32 teams and you're one of those dudes. I am. I'm one of those dudes. I am. On, on a legendary team that's been around and the Chicago bears have been around for a hundred years. Historical franchise. Hey, now that you're on the team, do you, are, are you like, um, are you like looking for books on like the team and the city? Like, do you start to bathe in it a little bit more? Like start like being interested more just like in the, the whole, um, or, or would that be something maybe you do in the off season? What, what are your, what's your feelings just on the team in general? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both of those. I think that they do a good job of uh, plastering historical information like throughout the facility. Um, Cause you know, I don't have like, I don't have a crazy amount of downtime. So it's not like when I get that downtime, I'm researching, um, you know, unique bears history, but they do a good job of, of showing it around the facility. And, you know, week by week, you start to pick up on things and maybe learn things um, like the Harlan Hill award that I won. You remember that? Yeah. 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 So Harlan Hill played for the, played for the bears. Oh, so there's actually, um, a receiver on our team actually beat one of his records and they have a picture of, of both of them um, kind of side by side explaining what the record was that was broke um, and things like that. So cool stuff like that. They have as soon as you walk in, there's um, the Bears have a lot of retired numbers and those numbers are are lit up, you know, pretty bright as you walk into the facility each morning. So you're basically doing the same thing. You won the Harlan Trophy, and now you're at, and now you're playing with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he won the Harlan Hill. I think they just made that award in his name. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's I'm, crazy. I'm really nervous. Crazy, I never spoke to a real thing. NFL player before. I'm really nervous. Bear with me here. <laughs> yeah, a crazy. What crazy thing is? Uh, so I was in Florida training for pre-draft stuff. So from January uh, through the end of March, I was living in Florida. And the quarterback coach that I had, Coach Ken Mastroli, um, got picked up to the Bears and was number 17. And that's what number you are? And that's what I went to the Bears and they gave me number 17. And that's just a coincidence? Yeah, just a crazy coincidence. And I really didn't even know that he was number 17 until he texted me once um, I got my uniform. And he was he just called me. He was like, dude. I was like, what's up, coach? How are you? He was like, do you understand? Do you understand what it, what has happened? That I was also number 17 for the Chicago Bears, and then we were kind of tripping about that for a second. Um, do you have any say in the number? Are they like, uh, Tyson, would you like 17, 18, or 19? Nah, nobody would ever pick number 17 if they had the choice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's grown on me. I like it. I like the way it looks uh, on game day, so... I don't. I don't mind. They could have gave me number um, ninety-nine. I wouldn't. I don't think I wouldn't have cared much. Um, have you seen any anything um, unexpected there? Like, um, so, so you you played how, how many preseason games did you play? Two or three? Three. And then two regular three, and then one or two regular season games. Two. We're about to play our third this weekend. Um, have you seen anything like like you like you you get to the stadium and there's Walter Payton or or like you see any like stuff like where you're like whoa. Like yeah, any bull, I mean, honestly, any other professional honestly, athlete, you seen like, Conor McGregor just hanging out in your locker room? No, nah, nothing like that has happened yet. But um, I'd say like 
stuff like that probably happens like 10 times in each one of my days since I've been on the Bears. Just something where you're just like, holy shit, that's, you know, so-and-so. Or you just look around and like Tampa Bay Stadium is like, is mm. ridiculous. Like they've got palm trees and battleships like in the stadium just to look at. Like, um, so stuff like that, you know, Baker Mayfield playing against him was a big fan of him when he won the Heisman Trophy. So just like little stuff like that where you just realize that you're, you're in the same space as them um, competing against them is, is been pretty cool for me. Are you in these in these two games that have happened? You have not you're you're the backup quarterback, right? Yes. And so you have not played yet. And when a backup quarterback does play, that's usually because something has happened to, to the main quarterback, right? Like he was hurt or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, how ready do you stay when you're on the sideline? Like, or do you always have a bead of sweat? Like, if, do you ever let yourself cool down? Is it a three-hour game and you're like, you got an assault bike on the field and like you're ready, like every 10 minutes you ride for two minutes? Uh, I don't ride the bike, but I do, I do stay loose and ready. I do put a lot of pressure on myself, um, even though, it, you know, I, there hasn't been any inkling, obviously, that, um, that I'll get in the game. But I do, um, I do put that pressure on myself to try to prepare as if I am the, the number one guy going into the game. Um, and because, you know, no matter what, all the quarterbacks, when they have their helmet on, they can hear the plays being called. Um, and everything like that. So it gives me peace being on the sideline, hearing the play and really just being able to, you know, say it to myself and understand exactly what's going on. Uh, so I have a you know better feel of, you know, what it'll sound like and feel like whenever I do get an opportunity, whatever day that may be. Wow. That's really cool. So you have, you're, you have that, are you and the coaches and the other quarterbacks, the only ones who hear that, that conversation? Yeah. That, coaches, comments? coaches and quarterbacks. Um, are the ones that can hear it. The coaches can talk to each other. We can just we just hear what our offensive coordinator. We just hear the play that he says. Wow, that's cool. And and what about um uh you also got to not be go up too high because you don't want to come down, right? Like you when you go out there, if you're not playing, you you have to protect yourself from having a huge adrenaline rush, right? But I'm guessing that that takes practice, especially the first game. You're like, holy shit, even though you're not going to play, you must have like get overwhelmed a little bit, like like you're ready to fight or flight. Yeah, it is such a it is such a, a big change from, you know, coming where, where I was at Shepherd to now this game day atmosphere. And um, I have felt what you're talking about with just even though I didn't play, even though I haven't played the last two games, um, I, it has been something where after the game, I'm like, damn, I'm tired. Like that was, that was <laughs> like, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. It's crazy. Um, but it's also like understanding, all right, you know, unless something tragic were to go on today, you know, I'm probably not going to play. So pregame, um, I really, I, I feel like I've been doing a good job just, just putting it in pregame, like, as in like basically playing a game during pregame, like getting a million throws in, running around, uh, doing drills, getting a crazy sweat on um, just so because, you know, standing on the sideline long enough, you do start to maybe stiffen up a little bit. Um, so I hate just for one day just to be dedicated to me standing there, um, you know, kind of stiffening up. So I feel like I've been trying to make I have been, you know, making the most out of uh, the situation I'm in right now. And it's honestly it's been it's been pretty awesome so far. What are your duties 
during the game? Do you have duties like, hey, Tyson, yeah. even though you might not be going in, you need to do this, this, and this? Yeah, like throughout the throughout the week, I, you know, I have I, I play a different role with you know, in, putting information about the other team like into into a quarterback tip sheet that we can all look at uh, the starter and uh, the backup quarterbacks that we can just. Um, that we can look at and have tips on, you know, what to look at uh, throughout the game. So doing that um, throughout the week and then game day, just being just intently watching um, while while our offense is on the field and basically being the eyes um, on the sideline, you know, for Justin when he comes off the field and maybe he has a question or maybe we tell him like, hey, you know, did you see this? This is what they did um, this last play. Um, and this might be something that they might be trying to do going forward. So just being an asset to him um, so that we can be, uh, you know, more dynamic, more successful, um, things like that. I'm trying to understand what you're saying, and I'm sure you can't give us like a, a real life example, but let me take a stab at one. So like if you saw every time the opposing quarterback in film, every time he threw to the right, you rewound it. No, nah, we would only – all right, all right. So we would never – we don't ever look at the other team's offense because we don't go against their offense. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But that's Shows a, up. that's a question that a lot of people like, like there's a, like a lot of people in my family be like, man, you know, what are you seeing on film from their quarterback? And I'm, you know, I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. I think he's a good player, but you know, we don't get anything out of watching your quarterback because uh, that's not really serving us in any way. But yeah, now, basically what I'm saying is if you're a back when you're the backup quarterback, you really um, you just do acts of service for the starter for, throughout the week and during the game. Yeah, you're basically that, so. So if they were flipped um, and I was in the game, they would be helping me out as much as possible, like all hands on deck. How do we help Tyson be the most successful um, in this game is basically what happens between um, the staff and the quarterbacks for the starting quarterback. So if so if you picked up some pattern of something that the defense was doing that was a reveal, you would let you would let your your homeboy know who's in the game. Yeah, and we have and there's um there's iPads on the sideline. So when when you come off the field, each play there's the before the snap, as the snap is happening, and a post snap shot of each play. So you can see what they're trying to show before we snap the ball and what they're getting to Damn. once we do snap the ball. So we're like looking at it and be like, yeah, you know, this is what we talked about. You know, on Wednesday, you know, when they do this or that, um, you know, this is what they're trying to get to. So just look, look for that next time you go out there. Like just, just things like that. Just trying to be as helpful as possible. Um, do you, do you, or do you watch any of the media? Do you follow any of the media? Do you, is, is there some like conventional wisdom, like to stay off of Twitter or to watch? Do you watch um, ESPN? Do you watch what people are saying about the Bears? Do you stay up to speed on all that? Um, I don't. I really the only thing I'm doing right now. Uh, social media well i get on instagram uh and kind of but it that i only thing i see is like stuff that my buddies and uh and people i follow what they post but yeah because yeah i mean the twitter is twitter is a ridiculous app and uh like the the espns as far as that that could get pretty crazy too just because people just have like once you're in the building it's just it's crazy to see because none of it's affecting me, you know, like nobody's saying anything about me right now that um, like just because I'm not in the game. So but but seeing what they do say about people that are in the game, like 
95 percent of the time you read it be like man like how did they even come up with that like you just wonder how they would even come up with such a thing. meaning it's just not accurate it's just, yeah, not it's just like the furthest thing that you could imagine from what's really going on well those of us who are watching you are kind of watching a real life fairy tale and so yeah. so i mean fuck uh we're talking i mean we we're 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 tickled can you tell me about what it's like going to the stadium? How does a football player go to the stadium and how do you leave? Do you have any interaction with the fans? What's that like? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's a lot different than college because of how much free time you have leading up into the game, like college. Like if you play a college game on Saturday, you're doing meetings up until Friday night. Like your last meeting is like Friday night before you go to sleep and then you wake up and play the game. Like here we play on Sunday. Um, like today we got done it we got done at three and then we don't have anything for the rest of the day and then the, tomorrow we have a walkthrough and then we get on the plane and we 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 the plane leaves at like twelve thirty and we don't meet for that whole rest of the day until the game starts like that that's it like you get twenty four hours just to yourself before the game starts um, so getting to the game you drive yourself to the game which also is a different thing because usually you. you you always unless you're playing a home game you're always driving to the game together um but but here it's opposite um in the sense of away games we go together just because uh obviously you know we're playing far away from chicago nobody's got their car we take the team bus to the to the um to the stadium but home games have been cool uh because you can you know you drive yourself to the game you've got a time frame from 3 p.m to 9 p.m the day before to check into the hotel so you can pretty much go whenever you want. You just drive up to the hotel, uh, check into the hotel. You know, your curfew is 11 p.m. And really, you can do whatever you want in the city um, until that until that curfew. So um, that, how about when you drive to the stadium How in your in your own car? So you drove to the Chicago Bears stadium in a car and like you show a, a pass. Yeah, so you drive to the hotel, you're a player you drive to the hotel in Chicago that we stay in. Yeah. Uh, the night before the game. And then that next morning, you, you pick up your car from the valet and you drive to the stadium. And then you just have to be at the stadium two hours before the game starts. And um, you have your own private entrance. You don't see anyone. Just yeah, other players and coaches. Player parking, player parking lot. You got to yeah. give you a little parking pass and everything. So, yeah, it's been everything's been just like so official and, and like professional. It's like you it's had any like, hiccups where someone's like, "Hey, you're not a player here. Beat it, kid." <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. not yet. Thank God. The, uh, <laughs> there was a kicker. There was a kicker for one team this year. He's like five six, one fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they like stopped and they were like, "Hey, man, only players passed here." And then he ended up kicking the game-winning field goal that day. Oh, um, awesome! So that that was pretty cool. But no, that hadn't happened to me yet. I like to think. I like to think when I walk in, they're they're like their only option is that I am a player. Right, just based, based on how I look, but you know, maybe not. Uh, Britain, Cove, uh, Britain, Britain Covey doesn't blame the security guards who turned them away from the players' parking lot on Monday afternoon. They were just doing their job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's him. Uh, good job, Caleb. Um, any friends yet, uh, Tyson? So you're saying you have this free time? Anyone like you go in their room and play PlayStation with them, or like anyone like you go to dinner with, or like you any friends yet? Yeah, so I yeah I I made a I made a bunch of friends Thursdays. Uh, we go get dinner with the with the offensive line. Um, Mondays, uh, Nate Peterman, uh, one of the backup quarterbacks. Um, he's been he's 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 been a real buddy to me. So 
went over to his house, watched the games. His wife made food. So um, little things like that where, uh, you know, you start to get in the rhythm of the season. Um, and they also keep, like, the social things. Like, they keep a rhythm with that, with just, like, being on specific days, Mondays and Thursdays. So um, that's, been, that's, been, that's been great. And then, obviously, spending so many hours with them at the facility each day, uh, you start to really get to know people. You know, we got saunas and cold tubs. So sitting in the sauna and the cold tub with people, you know, you tend to learn a little bit more at a more rapid pace whenever you're in those kind of settings uh, with people. So, um, yeah, it's been great. I've been making, making a lot of friends and having a good time. It's been awesome. Awesome, dude. Hey, and you got the uh, CEO, the orange CEO shirt. That's you're a good dude. Rep, Yum. Rep Yum. Set. I don't. I don't even have that yet. Uh, gentlemen, do you guys have any questions before we say goodnight to Mister Bajan? Sort of curious what your uh, your training looks like now that you have a sort of athletic trainers and teams around yeah. you and all that sort of stuff. Where before you were doing CrossFit, all that. Yeah. It. Um. First off, you know, you get to the NFL and they try to make you like I. It, I don't know if, if you just if you get soft because of how amazing everything is or they try to make you soft, um, but they only have us lifting twice a week, um, Mondays and Wednesdays. So I've really had to take it upon myself because, you know, it was driving me nuts, like just not doing any other like um, working out on those other days. So I've um, I've gotten with the trainers and they're they're cool with it um, just on the days that I'm not lifting. Um so now I'm up to five days a week and they've personalized it for me and made it quarterback specific. And then on other days when I don't want to mess with him, I just, you know, I have free range to just go into the uh, weight room and pretty much do whatever, um, whatever I want. And they, they pretty much have every piece of equipment you could imagine. So, um, so now that I'm in a little bit more of a rhythm with my days and everything, uh, it's gotten a lot better. Right. Jerry, you got anything, buddy? No, I mean, I, I just want to tell him how, how impressed I am. Um, I played D2 basketball and like maybe one person that I even played with got even a, a tryout with like an NBA team and most of them just went overseas. So anyone who's watching that doesn't understand how rare it is for him to be doing what he's doing, like you need to take note of it. It's incredible. Like just congratulations to how far you've come and how far you're going to go. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and how incredible it is that he visits us on this podcast. <laughs> it's the only it's the only one. I told you this is the only one. You the man, baby. Hey, hey, hold up, hey, hold up. Yes. Before you before you get me out of here. Before yes. you get me out of here. Stay as long as you want. Stay as long as you all right, want. All right, all right. I need the rundown. All right. So I, I use toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride, right? Hmm. But whenever people are like asking, whenever somebody asks me why I don't why I do that. I'm just like one time somebody told me that fluoride was bad. So I just figured it's really easy to just use toothpaste with no fluoride, but I need, so is what's the deal with fluoride? Give me the rundown. Like, just give me, just give me the overall spiel. I know it's probably a rabbit hole. You could go down. Um, but like, what do I tell them? It's like, Oh, you, why do you do that? Why I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you, I'm going to send you. Uh, okay, here we go. Thank you. Whew, thank you, Caleb. Thank you. I'm a little rusty on the fluoride subject. If someone is exposed to high levels uh, higher than this for a long time, it can cause conditions of skeletal fluorosis, in which fluoride builds up in the bones. I don't even think it's there is. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dig. I forget. It's been a while, and I'm actually gonna send you a little audio book that you can listen to. But there's crazy, crazy evidence that shows it's bad for you, 
and no it's it wants it's just another one of those things and no evidence that shows that it's good for you and yeah, so if you if you look up some if you look up some shit about it on um like safari like safari will like try to tell you why it's good yeah of, co- yeah, of course right safari will try to tell you why it's good and it'll be hard to find anything on why it's bad and then i got this other search engine uh duck duck go where yeah. then you, if you look up if you look up you know why is it bad it's way easier to find yes um, shit on stuff on why it's bad so i was just uh yeah I was just hey curious. i'm gonna send you this um uh my mom and my sister have the whitest teeth of anyone I know. And they look, they look normal white. You know what I mean? They don't look like mm-hmm. blue or like, like you need sunglasses. And they, yeah. they use like this, like arm and hammer powder shit. It's just like, like, like make it yourself. Shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but, it, but, it, but basically you just get it at Safeway and it's just, it's like an, a, a baking soda or something. I got you. Uh, oh, this isn't, I don't think this is true, but um, uh, fluoride makes your penis small and that's why it's bad. No fluoride. I apologize. I, I wish I had. You answered all my questions with a meticulous detail. <laughs> and I can't. Nah, because I feel like I. Uh, there was one that I was listening to. It was a while ago, but it was something. I feel like you were talking about yeah. it in some way, and you married it with this book you were reading about something with the crops. Uh, right, like, right. Uh, the moth and the iron lung. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might have touched on it then, but. Yeah, just curious about it. Okay, thank you. Wait, you send you, me that book. Send me that book. Hey, you threw me an alley oop and I didn't put it in. Hey, hold up. Do you like that? Do you like that letter I sent you about the Armenian Chicago Bear fan group? <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, no, I was. They, we have these HR ladies that uh, sit right outside the cafeteria, and like the only time they ever stop me, they're like, "Hey, we have a we have a like a letter f- for you from um, from a fan." So I re- I read it and I was like. At first, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Is this like the Savon organized something, or yeah, what is going, like what, something I would do? Yeah, like what is going on? Here? And she was yeah, like, she was like, yeah. So we're gonna get some memorabilia that you can send to these people. Um, yeah. So apparently, the Armenian uh, people really have taken a liking to you. That's crazy. Hey, that would be awesome if it was some sort of scam I was doing, and then I held up the memorabilia they sent. <laughs> 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 Oh shit, that would be great. Awesome. Oh, hey, uh, all right, buddy. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I know your time's valuable. Um, thanks for being so responsive to text. It's it's great seeing you. The the Sevon Podcast crew loves you to death. Yeah, anytime. I appreciate you having me on. All right, dude. Have a good night. Thanks, all right, I'll talk to you. See you guys. Thanks, dude. Bye. Tyson Bajan. He he knows that I'm letting him go because he needs to go. I'm not kicking him off. He knows that, right? He's making me sweat like I would like. He knows. Okay, good. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Fuck, dude, dude, fuck, Halpin and Jr. On. just fucking make me sweat. They are not good wingmen. <laughs> Can you imagine going on like girls with Jr. and Halpin and be like, "Hey guys, tell them about how good my podcast is." Jr. be like, <laughs> "Damn." How about that? He knew it was um, Jr. Game recognition. Oh, I think he sized me up pretty quick. I was like, "There's zero chance." He just, he just knew that. Uh, he just knew. I got to play that again. It's so good. Where is that? I need to put that in as my one of my audio features. Rep for rep, Josh Bridges, Rich Froney, the Tin Man. Who's the Tin? Oh, the Tin Man is Rich Froney. No heart. Jeez. So I- dead. 
Hey, do you think he's going to play this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, whether they're whether they're just drubbing somebody or like Fields gets banged up for a series and they just take him out to check him out and he goes in and plays a series, like high likelihood that it happens. What's drubbing mean? Like some, like they're beating someone's ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. If or if they're getting their yeah. ass beat, right? If they're yeah, getting it could, yeah. could be that too. Yeah. Goes and takes a knee if they're really beating up a team. Yeah. Oh, I hope he does more than take a knee. God, I can't, I'm so excited for him. Drubbing There's some stuff going on the other on, day where they look that up. Oh. Wow. Yeah, always look up there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. of little faith. So, uh, no, for the, it's for the crowd. So everybody else knows. Yeah, it's not for us. We're smart as fuck. For all I the know these things. Stuff, Duh, yeah. That's why I look them up. I think Scott's in the chat here. He's a he's a Bears fan. They dropped Nate Peterman like two days ago and then picked him right back up. It was the it was an odd happening, but for that moment. This guy was moments away from going on the field. It was a technicality, right? It was something like... Yeah, they wanted to, like... They were playing with the roster to pick up somebody because of a injury or something like that. Yeah. Nothing to do with quarterback. Uh, Wad Zombie. Uh, he's going to play. Uh, Justin Fields can't hit open targets. Jeez Louise. Wad Zombie. Uh, get your Lexus Raptors card now if you don't have it. And James Sprague. Hmm. Sprague. Dang. Angazan. Oh, Angazan. And Ariel Lowen. Jinx. Wow. I would say Colton Burton's, but he sold out. Good luck with that one for sure. $300 on eBay. eBay. Uh, Laura Horvat. Um, uh, so going back to her flexing, uh, any, any, she is flexing, right? Like by doing yeah. those handstand push ups, she's flexing on the crowd. Like, yo, yeah. I'm flexing. Is it a flex? It it's a flex on all of well, it's a flex on some of us analysts that obviously can't do what she's doing, but like to talk about what she can't do. Uh Brooke Wells. Very this is a very bizarre pose to me. And just in terms of the fact of uh ch choice of clip to represent her demeanor or her image. I don't think of her as a as a first of all, they ruined the fucking clip. Yes, they fucking come. Whoever who is a great idea, but they ruined the clip. It's a it's one of the I think in my lifetime, it's the most brilliant um, setup by any sports character ever. Like the most it's it's like it's up there with Muhammad Ali's best shit. But uh, here, we'll give this a play. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double track does what the f he wants. So she's out. She's out with uh with proven, and she's over at uh, hard work pays off. Has hard work pays off made a post uh, saying welcome to the team? Anyone Not that I've seen? No. Anyone? No. Uh, they commented on hers. Uh, thoughts um about Brooke uh going up there, Saxon being gone, Brooke going up there. been talked about since semifinals right when they both got hurt and, and we know sydney is not going up there uh proven's released a video that her sister is still at proven i think there's a lot of history there with you know cashman and brooke being training partners before at another mm -hmm. camp and obviously you would think if when matt spent a lot of time with cashman 
maybe he spent some time with Brooke too. Um, but I mean, it, it's not surprising to me at all that if she was going to move camps, that she would move there. Um, and in that video where Sydney Wells is uh, shown uh, showing up to the proven camp uh, as the uh, season begins, they're at a new gym. They're at a gym called like end of on the end, on the end CrossFit. And they, they say they're just visiting this gym. Like they like to visit the different gyms in Nashville. But then when Peter interviewed Shane it and, and Nick Johnson, it does sound like proven's getting ready to, to it, it's, it's some uh, foreseeable future uh, have their own HQ that like it's, it, it's in the works that there is going to be a place that is, Hey, uh, this is where proven athletes come work out. Uh, it's not open necessarily to the public, and they're going to have their own facility. So um, I, I, I do think that that's coming. There is an interesting clip. I'm sorry to have you make this big jump here, uh, Caleb. There is an interesting clip on Coffee Pods and Wads podcast that was really that went live today. It's, it's fucking great. Pedro is amazing. It is true. I, I would not have interviewed Shane and um, Nick Johnston this good. He asks a lot of tough questions. Have you guys seen this? I haven't yeah. had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, kudos to Nick. Kudos to Nick and um, Shane for handling it so well. They handled it well, and kudos to Peter for asking really hard questions. It's it's definitely worth watching. Um, <clears throat> at thirty forty, um, he says something. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Pedro's question in there. The question's better than the answer. Uh, at 30:40, Pedro asks about Brooke and Saxon having basically the same injury. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of this. Mitigating those risks, however we can. Nope. Um, is it worrying oh. when it's the same injury? Like when? T- Sorry, go back ten more seconds. Sorry, Caleb. It's from so that's gonna never happen again. And those things could be, you know, way of this came to 2021 to 2020 halfway through 2022 had always been going in a direction that looked like they were improving. They were doing better at the games. Everything we had been doing from the coaches side looked like it had been going right. And obviously I think this year with Tia being away and and maybe Shane, like you said before, being away a little bit more, um, it it may have exposed a little bit there um, because, Hey, we had two athletes that got hurt. We don't know what happened here. We know the day to day what happened and we didn't see much going on there. But yeah, maybe it, it could be reactionary there. But if we don't take the opportunity to kind of look back on those things, that's how we don't grow. So I think that's where this comes from. So that's can never happen again. Um, obviously, injuries are a part of the sport and we can never get away from that no matter what can happen. Um, but we do want to make sure that we're professionals in mitigating those uh, risks. Caleb, pause. Sorry, I didn't want his answer. I kept waiting for the question. I just wanted uh, Pedro's question where he says, does it concern you that it's um... – I think it was it, you started to play it and then I interrupted it. It's right at uh 30 try 3037. 30, try 30 uh right yeah or maybe back yeah here we go here he is. Happen. Um but we do want to make sure that we're professionals in mitigating those risks however we can. Um is it worrying when it's the same injury like when two people suffer the same injury is that like a does that make you stop and pause or do you just think that it's again like that injuries happen in sport and you just kind of you know, you didn't see anything out of the ordinary, so you carry on? Or do you say, well, that's a bit weird that two people had the same issue? Okay. Um, uh, by, by the way, the clip you played was uh, perfect too, Caleb. Um, and 
I want to, there, there's an interesting dance here that Nick does. You guys go back and listen to it. We're not going to play it here, but he says, um, and it's, it's, it's like around 1930. He basically says he implies that Brooke and Saxon are also complicit in their injuries because of maybe a lack of commitment. I would love to have, I would love for you guys to listen to it and see what you guys think. Um, it's, it's pretty long winded. It's too much to play here, but he says, um, uh, the coach says we're learning and we need to lay down the, he says we're learning. So he takes ownership of the problem of them both being injured, but he also then goes on to say, we need to lay down the law and tell the athletes what we expect of them. Meaning that it's kind of an interesting way to say it's their fault that they were injured. He's saying that do, we do you, do you, do you interpret that as meaning they weren't as diligent as the coaches would have liked them to be in their rehab process or that hmm. they were like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. And they're like, but you're not good. And it's just going to get worse. And they just wanted to press on and continue training because those are, yes. they're, they're very I different. No, but yes, all okay. that. There's something that he's saying, he's deferring a little bit of the responsibility, which I'm okay with. But it does open a door to like, hey, they didn't follow through with something that they and, and now moving forward, what we've learned so that athletes don't get injured is that we need to have a more um, uh, more serious communication. And, and I mean, it could be other things. It could be like when he says lay down the law. I mean, that's so open ended, but it could just be like, you know, we did all of our design for the day, but we want to do more. He's like, Well, you don't need to do more. You're going to get an overuse injury. I just feel like I need to practice crossover double unders for 10 more minutes today. And then it's 10 minutes a day. And at the end of the week, it's an hour of them. And then things are inflamed or, or whatever. You know, I, I would love to, to know deeper in here, kind of his response to that. Uh, Dan Guerrero, what's the poll for? Who does it better uh, squatting, uh, me or Daniel Brandon with the bag squats? Um, <clears throat> it, it, is a, it is a fantastic interview. There are tons and tons of great heavy hitting questions. Um, there's a question in there uh, where uh, uh, Pedro asks, uh, hey, whose decision is it to compete? How do you make those decisions? Is it Tia who makes the decision or do you make it or is it a group decision? Shane does a great job of answering it. I won't tell you what it is. You have to listen to yourself. Um, uh, he also asked, for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, well then also both, both first, he says, he says, who his decision was it to like go another year in the games, but then he mm -hmm. does go on. Like mm -hmm. you're saying it for later on. He, he reiterates the question, whose decision was it for her to go to rogue? Another great answer. Um, you can tell from this interview that, um, Shane really enjoys coaching, uh, Tia Claire to me. You can like, he, he gets off on it. Like he, He's landed in heaven. He loves watching her move. He he's found his muse, and it is going to be. And, and, and he's and he's probably amazing. At it. He's so obviously inspired by her, and he he basically says, "Yeah, I've really missed coaching her, and I've really missed watching her move." And it's going to be interesting how he parlays that if he's gonna be able to enjoy watching other people move and be a great coach for everyone. It truly is. You can tell he fucking loves that girl and loves watching her move. And it is going to be interesting to see if, um, if, if he can parlay it. The other interesting thing is also in that interview is Nick Johnston, 
whose wife is Taylor Williamson, who's also one of the best movers, best athletes the CrossFit Games have ever seen in, in her own right. And uh, it is interesting that they're both um, there um, as those coaches. They didn't, uh, I didn't explain what Taylor was going to be doing, right? I don't know if I missed that. Basically, retiring, but she's retired good. and she's found her dream job and she's always known she's going to do that job. Yeah. It sounded like uh, Olivia Kerstetter's still there. Nick Matthews still there. Not physically in Nashville, but it sounded like they were still on unproven. Uh, this question's for you, Caleb. Uh, Cot says, is Tyson coming on, or, or are you just talking about him? Go back like 25, 30 minutes, and you'll catch him. Um, Big Baca, Tyson already came twice. Oh, that's If you say so. Yeah, it was an interesting interview too because he got him to he got Shane to talk about a few things. There's a moment where Shane says, "When is this coming out?" on a live interview, which was like, a yeah, little... yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I apparently I get one of those a month where someone's like, "Hey, when's this coming out?" I'm like, "We're live." Yeah, but that was in yeah. reference to what it sounded like. Yes, they are working on some sort of affiliate building or something like that. So, yeah. For sure, yeah, great, to uh, great interview. I also, if you guys want to see something funny, uh, I, which I think you do, um, to go to one sixteen forty five, and uh, he asked Shane, "Hey, will you ever be coming on the Sevon podcast?" <laughs> Did you see that, Alvin? Uh-huh. Very diplomatic. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Interviewer, CrossFit-based podcast in the space. Um, Shane, Jan is asking, would you ever go on Savan's podcast, who is, I would consider to be the best interviewer in the space. Um, would you ever consider going on that? Uh, look, it'd have to be the right timing. I think timing is a big thing for that. And, and I, I message the Savan messages and we go back and forth sometimes on texting. So we, we do keep in communication. For me, it's just making sure that, um, but the timing's right and that everything aligns and we share the same conversation thread out there. Um, <laughs> I love watching <laughs> Nick Johnson. I love watching his homeboy as he answers it. Uh, poor fucking Shane has his account hacked. I'd like to fucking bring that person. Yeah, ask him, yeah, the Porsche. Paddle that fucking person who hacks his account. What a douchebag. The guy just had a kid and you fucking hack his account. You scumbag. Uh, Shane, you're always welcome on the show. So is Tia. Um, I did see him at the games. I did say hi to Shane. Um, it, 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 for, for some reason, it's um, uh, it, it's it's um, it's it's awkward. Uh, I, I but but I, I would always love to have them on the show. Um, okay, uh, Jason Grubb. Uh, he, uh, he, Jason Grubb. Oh, let's skip Jason Grubb. We'll come back to Jason Grubb. Give me a second. Um, Crash Crucible. Let's talk about the Crash Crucible here. JR Howell's event. What year are we in, JR? Year four. Year four. Uh, three years under the belt. Let's what's not. The, let's not. We don't need to play that. Let's. What's the? <laughs> what's the date of the? Um, what's the date of the event? October thirteenth through the fifteenth. And when? And when is a uh, rogue? Uh, should be like it's usually Halloween weeks weekend. Away. I think it's like yeah. the twenty seventh. Two weeks after. Yeah. Okay. And and and, and we have confirmation that Mister Mertens will be there. Uh yeah, Colton, James Sprague, friends of the show. Uh, how about Mr. Parker? Is he coming back? 
No, he's not. He um actually someone sent me his story maybe last week that someone um it was one of the ask me anything and someone asked if he would be at Crucible. He said no, but he gave the event, um, gave the competition a lot of love. And I mean, Luke came three years in a row and then won it the last year. So like he's to me like a perfect example of someone that's used that competition every off season to gain more and more confidence and traction going into the next competitive year and then wins it and then qualifies for the games. Yeah. Why wouldn't he um, just speaking in terms of like superstition or also in terms of preparation at work, why wouldn't he come again? If the first year he made it to the games, it was by going through crucible. I think just for a lot of games, athletes, the idea of competing two months out from the build and competing at the games feels like a really um, short break in their off season. Oh, Latimer, did I did I see this right? Jamie's competing. Did I just see that? Where did yep, I see she, that? She's competing in Masters. Yep. You have Masters division. Yeah, uh, you she's probably remember cool. Haley, right? Mario from the from the California regionals back in the day. If you go back to the list, <sighs> I, I know you. I know you'll recognize her face if you see her. Okay. Uh, Jamie Latimer, uh, it'll be my birthday that Saturday too. She have a chance no, to win cool. it. Yeah, I think so. I mean the the Masters fields are really deep. Kenzie Riley's in the field. Um, yeah, I mean there's I'm I'm looking forward as much to seeing the Masters compete as the individuals just because the Masters were kind of recruited. Like I reached out to all of them and asked them, "Would you want to come do this? It's my first year." Like trying to sell them on the idea that. I know how fit you guys are. I know what you're capable of doing. I want to see you do the same workouts as the individual. So the workouts are exactly the same. Nothing is different for the masters. Uh, Mr. Uh, Young, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, can you turn your uh, John Young from JR Bar uh, JY Barbell? Can you turn your camera? And my, and, and my goodness, Kenzie Riley, like peace and love. The fact that I asked you to collaborate and you did, I, I've never had a post to get even half that many likes. And I know it's only because she reposted it. Oh, that's cool shit. Is that her right there? Yeah. Yeah. Is she, that Her and Latimer are in the same uh, division? Yep. How did Kenzie do at the games? Uh, She didn't compete this past year at the games, I don't think, in the 35 to 39. That's a great photo of her. But she's been doing a lot of, like, local competitions kind of in this in this area, and her and Easy have been, like, teammates. Um, and he's coming also to compete. You talking about crash? Yep. There's uh two athletes here that are competing. Frank, they keep, uh, they keep bugging me about the workouts. Uh, who's that? Where are you? What do you mean two athletes here? Where are you? They keep bugging you about the workouts because you told them that you knew them. No, Ooh. no, L L and me were talking about them. Oh, I thought you were like, hey guys, I know all the workouts. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like here, here they are. <laughs> Um, where are you, John? No, I'm in Baton Rouge at go CrossFit. I mean, not right now. I'm at an Airbnb, but, um, in Baton Rouge at an athlete camp. Uh, whose camp is it? Uh, brood strength. It's just all of L's athletes. Um, Who's I think, L? uh, Kel uh, L He's one of the brood strength coaches out of Florida. He like under Matt Torres, uh, Matt Torres owns it. And then L's here. He's one of the coaches. God, I never heard that dude's name. Where's he based out of? He's based out of Baton Rouge? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I think um, Kelsey Keel is probably the biggest name that's here. Are you competing at Crash? 
No. Why not? No, I uh, hurt my back doing something oh. before the qualifier, and I couldn't do the qualifier. <laughs> Wait, let me see this guy coaching. Let me see this guy coach L again. Let me see his profile picture. He kind of looks like Ninganu there, doesn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, not yeah. Oh, I might be bit. in this video. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. Strong jaw. How tall is that dude? He's six foot three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ninganu. Little, little Ninganu. Ivory Coast. Oh, that's yeah. where he's from? Uh-huh. Where's Ninganu from? Nigeria? I don't know. Francis? Uh, is he from France? Cameroon. Uh, he, Cameroon. He ended up, he ended up in... the one that has that crazy story, right? Where he got kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy story. Cool. How's the camp? You liking it? Yes. The first the first day, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if all camps are like this, but it was it was pretty bro- brutal. Were you laying on the floor when you sent us that text that you couldn't make it? I, I Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was like a 20-minute break. and Like you're just working out a lot is what you're saying. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's uh, well, it's just very intense. So like um, like how a competition would be, the intensity of those workouts, um, it'd be like doing four of those. Uh, we did both the Waterpalooza workouts this morning, and then we had a weightlifting battery test, and then um, uh, hour of gymnastics, and then assault bike sprints, and then holding an average of whatever assault bike you sprinted, like a percentage. And it was just it was just a lot. Is it more the focus of it or the like physical effort? How do you mean? Like, is it the focus of all the things you're trying to fix or is it the effort of how much? No, and no, it's just, in, it's just intensity. Um, like I, I would say volume wise, I've done plenty of days like this, but like not everyone super intense. You thrown just, up? You thrown up? No, I don't, I don't throw up. I don't remember the last time I threw up. You seen anyone throw up? Yes, there's been three people who have thrown up. <laughs> did you? Did you? Hey, have JR, how often do people throw up in your gym? How often? Once a month? Not that much. In the summer, a lot more often. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. Ask, ask Mr. Young. What was your post-workout carb source? Mm. A large pizza from Domino's. Dr. Salt. Pepper. No. 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 <laughs> Not that bad. Not that bad. No, no, that's we, you we guys got laugh. A, that's that's his thing. A, he loves Dr. Pepper. A, chocolate milk. Only one only one a day. I can't do more than that. Who are the two athletes that are there that are competing? Um Ar- Ariel. Do you yeah. know her? Anders? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I beat her by one second and Diane, by the way, which or you know, water workout for, which uh-huh. is pretty cool. We were going against each other. Uh and then Cy. Um, I don't know if that's his real name or if that's what he goes by, but, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll have to figure it out. But um, he's a littler guy. He weighs like 180. Cy. Yeah, I mean, that name doesn't ring a bell, but it this, might just be this, short for something. I'll find great, out like his real name and send it to you. This is a great question. How does John sound better on an iPhone with no mic than he does at home? That is a great. great. His Airbnb internet is, is just great. He's not wrong. Uh, question. Um, I want to talk about Diggy's Arena. $540 million arena, four years old, 30,000 square feet of uh, floor floor space to uh, perform 
stunts and, and tricks and, and workouts. Uh, 14,000 seats, 40 suites, 32 boxes, two clubs, 10,000 square feet of monitors hanging in the center, uh, making it also the world's uh, or the country's second largest continuous media board, meaning that that thing in the middle, all the screens are uh, interconnected. Uh, every seat's a good seat in the house, not a bad seat in the place. You guys, if, if, you, if anyone who hasn't taken a tour of the place on YouTube is going to be absolutely blown away. I've never actually seen an arena that's this nice and this clean. It is, it's uh, remarkable. Um, they have a wall there when you walk in the place that's dedicated uh, to small businesses in the area. It's organized by skin color and uh, genitalia you prefer to have sit on your face. Oh, no, sorry. That's the San Francisco Giants Coliseum. Nope, Texas, just small businesses. Uh, regardless of skin color or genitalia you like. Um, Billboard magazine ranked it the second best venue in the world. Uh, the best venue in the world they had is uh, in Glasgow. That's kind of crazy, right? It is a nice place. I don't know if any of you guys have taken the tour yet. Um, nobody will ever want to leave this place. This is going to be um, something. Uh, this is going to be a home for the CrossFit Games that I don't think anyone's ever going to want to uh, leave. Uh has anyone here uh, helping? Have you been to this place, Jr. Young, John? Have you any of you guys been to this place? No, I've only been to Texas once, and it was when I went to Rogue last year. I've been to Fort Worth. It's pretty nice, but I think it was pre-COVID, so <clears throat> it was before the stadium was there. Uh, Harry Paratestes uh, used to go to rodeos there all the time. It's a great <laughs> spot. The smell of cow shit is amazing, but I'm uh, just Texan. Uh, lots of non-binary uh, uh, bathrooms. Uh, it's not genitalia anymore. It's gendertalia. Fine. Uh, hey, well, I- I'm not worried about the heat at all. Like zero. For-, for two reasons. One, I think that Dave is too much of a pussy to make him work out in the heat, so they're going to do everything inside. And two, if they do do it outside, fuck you. Be, be ready. It's called, it's called the fittest in, in, in the world. Uh, it's one of the safest sports in the world. You're much more likely to uh, – every fight you do in the UFC, you're getting injured. Um, you're lucky that uh, very few of you get injured in this sport. Uh, any thoughts on the subject, Mr. Halpin, on the heat? I agree. I think it's mostly going to be inside. And I think they'll still it's... for sure do something outside. Early I think there'll be something, but I would, I, would, I would compare it to like Rogue where everything's at Dell Diamond except for – they took him out for a run or Dubai where everything was indoors except for the Burj Khalifa. Like I could see it, something that, Hey, we're going to Dave, will, Dave will get out there the night before at the dinner, tell them all, Hey, the bus is leaving at 3 AM. We're going to take you somewhere at 5 AM. They're going to go run somewhere. It's going to be 90 degrees at 5 AM, but uh, Mason Mitchell put them outside. If they die, they die. Do you have? What are your thoughts on that? Is there? Is there a two? Do you? I'm not talking about being reckless. But if it's a hundred degrees outside and you have them do Murph, like people need to pace themselves, right? You need to bring a camel back, right? I mean, or no? Do you think that there's is is there a line that you guys would draw on inappropriateness? I'm not talking about. I understand leaving them on a field and making them do bear crawls in a 30-minute workout on, a, on, a, on AstroTurf that's 147 degrees by laser. I mean, I, like, like, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just some training in the heat. That's, where I, would, that's where I would think that they're going to take them somewhere or do something. 
because where I would go is not the athletes, the spectators. Like at North Park, just baking in the sun, but it's 20 degrees warmer. Also, asymmetric ears throws this out there. Heat is fine. Heat plus sun is not fine. That's a that's a uh, I guess an important distinction. I didn't even think of. That is true, right? It's the humidity that kills people, for sure. Uh, JR, any thoughts? Want to weigh in on this? You don't have to. No, that's cool. I, I do think there's a fine line. I don't really know where it is. Um, but there, there are some uh, situations you can avoid, for sure, based on timing, based on schedule. Um, not having them not only on the field or outside during certain times of days at certain temperatures, but the amount of time they have to be out there. If you do a five minute workout, it's a lot different than if you do a 45 minute workout. So yeah, I, I still think they're going to do stuff outside and I'm sure there's a pool close to the, the venue. I'm sure there's a lot of options. TCU is about two miles. I away. Feel, I feel like uh, they're just going to just do the outside events early in the morning. Like make your outside events, the first event of the day. And then you're indoor for the rest of the day. I, uh, people are saying, though, John, that, hey, at 8 a.m. there, it's going to be 90 degrees. No, no. No, okay. Uh, I, 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 prom I promise I not the, 8 a.m. I thought the announcement, like, they put out a press release, and both Don and Dave sort of key in on the stadium or the arena or whatever it is. And then they go on to, I think it's Dave that goes on to say, like, this is sort of like a test run of, of doing this traveling more. So I wouldn't be too surprised if it a lot is focused on we're going to be inside an arena doing all of these workouts and we're going to tune the games towards it being sort of an arena tour type event, similar, like I said, to like a rogue or somewhere where the majority of the workouts you're going to, the spectators going to be in their same seat watching that floor versus like North park versus the Coliseum versus the bike path first. Yeah. It looks like there's only going to be one floor here. The entire, the, which, which also makes it um, also leads to make you believe that um, something's not going to be there, right? Either masters or adaptive or it's like age group makes you think that something's gone, right? They don't have two floors unless they're going to stretch this thing out over two weeks. It's four days. Four. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Do you guys agree with me on that observation? One floor, meaning someone's not coming to the games. Yeah, I would think yeah. that that would either mean they're going to have um, those different divisions are going to have their own separate competition, or that they're going to happen before or after these four days at the same right. venue. Okay. Yeah, that would that would be cool. And what do you guys uh, on a, a side note? What do you guys think biking? I think biking's gone. I don't think we're going to see biking in. Uh, for five years by biking i mean road bikes or mountain bikes i think i think we've seen the end of biking i think it's going to take a break for sure yeah. for at least one or two years and what will take its place i think they will finally have a stationary bike again at the games it's been a long time the biker is the only concept two machine that's never been programmed for the individuals at the crossfit games no shit that's true helping it's true. true he knows better than me Jeez Louise. It's been used for teams. It's been used for age groups, but not for. Individuals. Why is that? That's weird. That's weird, isn't it? Well, I think just because the option's been there, like to do a crit on an actual bike or to do mountain biking, like that's been an option, especially in Madison with the close connection to Trek that I think that like, why would you do 
one when you could do the other. Uh, and and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see swimming either. I think we'll see swimming. You do. It'd have to be like we'll they did at Wisconsin. Yeah. Which means they'll have to leave the venue. Yeah. From what I heard, that river's contaminated. So. Uh, for real? You did hear that? <laughs> yeah. Every river's contaminated. Uh. Moving on, uh, Justin uh, Medeiros and Ellie released a video uh, again this week. So they're on pace for the weekly releases, as Justin said. And there was one line in there. Oh, well, first, he confirmed that he isn't. He did enter that powerlifting competition, so we'll be seeing him do that. I don't know if there'll be – I'm sure there'll be some video of it, but he's entering a powerlifting competition, which is cool. We talked about that last week. We had varying opinions on why he's entering it. I like the idea of it. Uh, but this line caught me. Justin said in the video, uh, I will be training more than ever at my home gym. Um, yeah, there's a great opening line that Ellie says in there. Don't put the whole thing in your mouth or something. Fuck, it's a great line. <laughs> um, uh, what about um, Halpin? Hey, Hike, how are Oh. Hike Halpin. Halpin. Fan club. Yeah. Oh. Um, what about... Um, what about that? Are, are there any grumble? Is he still with um, uh, Adam Neifer? Do you, do you have any? What are, the what are the implications? It'll be training at home more. They built that giant gym, didn't they? It's got to use it. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that if you took seventh, you want to go back to what was working, and what was working, being over there with Adam Neifer. Thoughts. I think Adam's coming to him. I don't think that's ah, changing. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't. I didn't even consider that. He looked great in this video, by the way. He looked. He looked. Uh, he looked great. He looked great last week too. He looks good. He looks rested. He's not doing rogue. No. no. There's a on Ellie. She just put out a post, I think today, that shows like what she used to look like before she started doing CrossFit. It's pretty. Amazing. Yeah, I, I went uh, when we had her on the show. I went back to like her first Instagram post. She was just a little bite-sized little girl. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, is that it? Yeah, look at her. Jeez, is she twelve there? Uh, Toxic eighty one. Uh, do you think any part of Justin's problem is powerlifting? Holy shit, she just put that out. Let me see. I want to read what she wrote there. Let me see this. Sorry. Scroll back down a little. I want to see what she wrote. Every decision I've ever made has gotten me where I am today, and I don't regret a single one. But that's not to say I haven't made mistakes. Knowing that you are stronger than you've ever thought was possible and that you can overcome so much more than you could have imagined is a good quality to have in every aspect of life. I've worked extremely hard to get where I am, and I know I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. I, I agree with that. I think she has crazy potential. But I'm, I'm working on being the best me every single day. And I know I get there, uh, and I know I'll get there. Excited for the next chapter. Hey, what do you? Uh, so let's. What do you guys think? I think she's got. Uh, I, I don't. I think she's like so many of the ladies in her division. Uh, the glass ceiling's far away for Ellie. Yeah, yeah. I think she's got a ton of room to grow, which is scary for how good she is, right? I mean, she has some gifts. Oh yeah, be for telling sure. this year with Tia back because she just. There, I don't think Oceana's getting more spots. Oh. 
And, and we'll finish the show with that. Well, congratulations. That's cool. That's a cool montage. I cannot believe how skinny she used to be. Holy shit. She was a fucking crumb. Uh, what did TikTok Toxic say? He had something. Uh, here we go. Do you think part of Justin's problem is powerlifting, box squats, sumo, etc. is a shorter range of motion and he doesn't have the volume reps of the previous years? Or is it too minuscule? Hmm. I don't think so, but I think it's a good question. Think the powerlifting uh, with its reduced range of motion compared to what we do here in CrossFit has affected them? I don't think so. Like, even, even, like at the semifinal level, he even he didn't. I didn't notice any changes in movement, movement quality, lack of mobility, lack of stability. It, it didn't look like anything like that. But it is a cool conversation. On out. <laughs> I keep seeing him come in and out. Uh, nice try, John. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Nate Johnson, I think his head wasn't in it like uh, he was previously. Uh, what do you guys think um, as we wrap up the show about uh, Tia uh, competing in Rogue? Uh, you think she's going to win, Halpin? She hasn't lost. I mean, that's not much to say, but hearing Shane talk about her, it'd be good to hear it from herself. But I mean, Shane's obviously right there with her. And there was moments in that podcast with with Peter that he's still finding the point zero zero one percent sort of things with her to get her back. Like it sounded like she's not coming back unless she knew she was ready to come back. So but it did sound like this was the test versus the best field they could possibly go against versus saying like, we'll wait till January, do Wadapalooza and then maybe go against the next tier down. Cause that's what Wadapalooza sort of got last year with the women's field. What did they say about Wadapalooza again? Reiterate they didn't talk about Wadapalooza. What, okay. what I'm saying is in this case, they can go bet against the 19 other best yes. women in the field yes. in a very strong event that is always sort of strength focused versus a Wadapalooza celebration of fitness and just last year with Wadapalooza and the individual uh I'm adding that part where it's the women's field was sort of lacking on the individual side there's a great piece in that interview that Pedro does where Shane talks about her mindset he basically is he's taught at the point time he's talking about Jay Crouch and about Jay Crouch has come to the point I think he's talking about Jay where he sees himself for what he really is and where he's going to be and that mindset switch um, is really important you need to see yourself where you want to be not necessarily where you are you have to act like you're there already and he says that in, 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 as he was describing where jay needs to be and where jay is getting he basically was describing what we all saw um tia go through we saw her just fucking embody champion he also referred to rogue as a place to see what she needs to work on mm -hmm. and um i think um he 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 basically made it sound that she's as fit as she ever has been, muscle menos, but it's a different body. It's a body that's had a baby. It's a body that has different balance. It's a body that has different awareness. It's a body that has different coordination. I think balance and coordination are actually the two components he spoke about. And so that's basically it's like it's like a Formula One dr driver who got it who switched from the Ferrari team to the Lamborghini team. We know he's a great driver, but he got a new fucking car. With some with some slightly different mods, and uh, and I mean, like I said, it's a it's it's you're hearing a dude who fucking loves his fucking athlete talk. 
Was, was that your takeaway too, Halpin? Yeah. Yeah. And in my mind, I was thinking about like Annie or Kara and others that we've seen them bounce back and sort of bounce further than where we thought they were last. So with that, I could, I can imagine that she does very well. It's hard to put her right back in number one, just because of time off all the things you would think, but no one's won six in a row and then had a baby before. So it's hard to say where she could end up being. Um, thoughts? Who's going to win? It's hard to bet against Tia. Not who you want to win, who's going to win. It is. Remember, too, and Katie came on and said it herself. You know, this is not something that we put on to just say, see, we can say that this person is the fittest on earth in October at our competition. This is a showcase. We want to showcase the athletes. We want to challenge the athletes. Obviously it's for, you know, a crazy big audience and a huge prize purse, but this is not the games. This is probably going to be somewhere between seven and 10 workouts, maybe as aggressive as it was last year. I mean, I can tell you one thing, Josh and Dan and Katie are going to make them earn it. Like it's not just going to be an, an easy competition, but it, it's, a, it's its own thing. And I think that conversation is being brought up a lot more often. And it's a great one that like there are racetracks and like there are golf courses that suit a specific kind of athlete because people are long off the tee or because people are more accurate. Some competitions favor certain types of athletes a little more in the case of Tia in the case of like put Laura in that group, they're just the best. So wherever they go, they're going to do great. doesn't matter if the programming is a little biased to body weight or to weightlifting um, or to monostructural stuff. But there, there is a difference between Wadapalooza, Rogue, Dubai. So regardless of what happens at Rogue, people will jump to too many conclusions. See, look, she's never going to beat Laura again. Or if Tia wins, Laura's never going to be able to beat Tia in a competition. I mean, people will jump to ridiculous conclusions based on one competition of, like I said, seven to 10 workouts. Yeah. I'm just I'm, excited. I'm, I'm just excited I'm, to see hey, it. I'm, awesome. I'm one of those people though. I, if, if, if Laura beats Tia will make the games very, very interesting. I think it's a win, win. If Tia comes back and wins this five months after a baby, she, she basically has the ability to say, if I was there, I would have won. Best case scenario, best case scenario, neither of them wins. Wow. 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 All of a sudden we see Gazan or we see Raptus or somebody just come out of and just pass them by. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, one thing about Rogue that you can say and that I always look forward to is the creativity and the ability for them to push forward like the envelope as far as maybe what's possible in this that part of the iron game, like Katie talks about, that you know. You guys have never seen anyone do a log clean and press ladder in CrossFit. Well, why not? It's that it's very easy to do it. We'll show you and we'll put on a show. And it was awesome. Oh. So like I, I would love to I me. Mean, she's posted pictures of the circus dumbbells. And I think it would be awesome to see yeah. some kind of ladder like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that Rogue can offer and a lot of things they have access to that even the games don't. Did the I, game like John, I like John Young's comment here. Emma Lawson wins. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Do, do you remember at Rogue they did the um, 
they did the event. The games did it last year too, I think, and then Rogue did it. And I don't think they did it the games this year. I think Rogue's done it the last two years, where it's basically it's an elimination event. Mm-hmm. The duel. Mm-hmm. The, the d- duels. Yeah. Um, the games didn't do that this year, did they? Um, no. No. But they did it the year before. They had some sort of duel. Yeah, with the bags. sandbags. With, no, they did it with the they did it with the skill medley where they eliminated the field. Oh, right, right. And then before that, they had the sprint. Where it was a bracket style. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. I really like that when they did that at Rogue. I hope they bring that back also. Same same venue for Rogue. Same Bell venue. Diamond, yeah. Yep. Uh any hints on any crazy machines? Any any, any besides like those remember that thing that they kept flirting with last year? Kept sh- showing the us roller the, coaster? Yeah, the roller coaster. Is that thing coming back? It's always hard to tell what they built for strongman. Yeah. I just hope the I I mean I just hope the hill is still there. Like that's one of the things that I think about. When I think of Rogue, I think of the hill and the outfield and how they may have to drag something up it. They may have to pull something up it. They may just have to run up it and down. I just think it's a really cool element for that. God, Legends doesn't excite me at all. Blech. Uh, what was that other? Show me that other thing. Uh, that, yeah, on that most recent post. What is that? That thing going to the moon? What is that? The Iron Bull. And it's some kind of sled variation. It'll just be a massive strongman sled, probably. Oh, I kind of see it. Okay. That's his ear. Do they normally post things that are strictly strongman based? I feel like that's normally their MO. Yeah, Yeah, but that that circus dumbbell had to be. Just, I mean, strongmen aren't using a 50-pound. True. Uh, Mason Mitchell, Legends. Or we just really wanted to be. Legends is completely worthless. I think it's a cool lineup, but it's just sort of them walking through workouts. Trying um, to get her. I'm trying to think who I want to meet who's there. Like maybe I want I'd like to hang out with Josh Everett. Yeah, and that 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 you just showed, um, Caleb. They I think they there's a video of some log, maybe a log attached to it, and someone yeah. was you know walking it up and then flipping it. If they did something like that in elimination style, that would be that would be so fun to watch. If people were racing that, like I've seen an event like that, I forget where I saw it. I think it was like a Highland Games strongman type workout. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where it's from. Yep. All right, uh, great show. Anything? Uh, any any stones unturned? Uh, anyone wants to bring up? That'd be interesting to see who wins the water, who wins the water Palooza qualifier, and who's gonna be taking twenty of those elite spots. Is there a leaderboard? There is one, yeah. And the last couple workouts came out. Yeah, yesterday they did them this morning. Uh, and, and when is that over? Well, I want to say it's a, it's Monday, Monday, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Monday. We'll we'll know. And I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of video review and changes and stuff like that. Oh shit! Sure. Paige Powers <laughs> kicking ass. Emma Carey. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's that's the that's last year's in person competition. Oh, all right. Is yeah. it? Uh, yeah. They go to 2024, 2023, 2024. If you do that middle drop down, I think. And then. No, there's nothing there. It's just 2023. Oh. Anyway. You know that they're having a uh, competition that it's just for people who are south of the border. The LATAM. Yeah. Yeah. They had a few. And that was that was one of the qualifiers last year. Is There was like a a few different. There was one in Brazil. There was one in Mexico. There was a few others, and 
there was athletes that qualified out of those. They ended up finishing like mostly bottom of the pack. But I'm okay with it. I like it. Good it. to bring them in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah, I think it's cool. We're gathering 20 athletes from the best events in Latin America to crown live at the Tier Water Palooza Miami uh, Miami 2024. I like it. Yeah. So last year they would have just put them into the elite or RX pool. Now they're putting them into their own pool, which I think is better because it shows them off a little bit more against similar athletes. Uh, Ken Walters, racist. No, I, I wish it was, but it's not. It's, it's really not. JR, do you think these two workouts flip the leaderboard at all? Why? What were the workouts? Can you give us a hint? Long, tough, hard? One yeah. of the workouts was uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure Diane. So 45 deadlifts, 45 handstand push-ups. Just do it however you want. Do it five rounds of nine and nine. Do it as written. Do it 21 to 15, nine. Do it, you know, whatever. Um, and then the other one was a 12-minute AMRAP of double-unders, dumbbell, hang position, lunges like in the farmer carry position, and shoulder to overhead. I don't recognize any of these people's names, dude. Oh, because all the good dudes have already been invited. Yeah, the invite well, it's, be, it's because it's because yeah. these people have already put in their scores for the other two, oh, oh, and the okay. people will yeah. the people that are already in qualifying positions will wait until the last minute. And I don't so think it's many, a yeah, obviously it's and, not blind. And so many good people are just invited, right? Yeah, Spin put out a yeah. article about it. Like, if you went to the games this year, you're invited. If you're a podium at in the last few years, if you were podium at Wadapalooza, and then I think there's even some others where it's like. And Wadapalooza said, like, if everyone said yes, everyone would compete. So there's no, like, upper limit. Like, Dude, the design on Spin's podcast is looking nice. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, really nice. All right, cool. Well, we'll cover this next week. That'll be cool to see who's going. And any, Anyone dropped out? Anyone who said they're going who's not going? Anyone last minute now who's saying that they are going? I guess it's not last minute. You know, I, haven't, I haven't seen any... Um... Any posts about athletes that are confirmed to compete at Wadapalooza yet? Hey, how often do you see Jason Hopper? Every day. You do see oh. he's he's training at your gym every day. Yeah, Dallin's in town this weekend. They they train together today. Uh, is he there to train with Jason? Yeah, he's just there to hang out and train for the weekend. We're going to the football game tomorrow. What football game? Uh, Clemson FSU. Is that is that fun? Will that be fun? Oh yeah, I, I'm not sure if Dallin or his wife have been to a major college football game before, so it'll be it'll be a really cool experience if they haven't. Yeah, I've never have. Why? Because the crowd's crazy. Yeah, just because like the excitement in the South for college football is like pretty. It's pretty wild as far as rednecks being rednecks and yeah. Hey, that's safe right there with those cushions and shit. Those jump boxes being all or whatever those things are. Those cushions <laughs> being all cockeyed. That's actually what they're made for. Are they supposed but, to be all cockeyed like that? It's fine. It's not. Yeah, he's good. He's a professional. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone. Great show. Uh, flew by. Hour and 47 minutes. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, who's on the show? Hey, have you been watching what Joe Niels is doing from uh, CrossFit Kenosha? So hmm. cool. It is cool, right? Oh no! And listening to Hunter talk about <laughs> how how good he is at it was even more entertaining. Hunter McIntyre.
Tree. No one Google a Hunter McIntyre naked. Do not Google <laughs> National Treasure. Google it. Jack Mosley, thank you. See you guys tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bye-bye.